SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Turning conventional wisdom on its head. On SAFM. It's hashtag student night. Now let's move on to the twenty uh, the twenty University of Technology wants to, or says it's becoming South Africa's first digital university with the help of D2L's Brightspace, Desire to Learn's Brightspace technology, improved the delivery of a fully blended, fully online learning experience to more than sixty four thousand students. Let's see if that's possible. Regional Manager of Desire to Learn, D2L, is Israel Rosales. Israel, thanks very much for joining us. How are you going to make this possible? 64,000, fully online, fully blended. How is that going to work? Well, this is uh, you know the, the project that Swanee University of Technology has to become the first truly digital university in South Africa and um, in Africa, you know, by extension. It's a more ambitious project. It's not only about our our system, but the part that we're going to help them is that they have selected us as, as the new learning management system we are right now implementing. We will go live with the new with the students for the new academic year in in January, and basically the idea is that we can provide a different uh, learning experience than what they were having in the past. Um, you know, their plan was to have all these, you know, before all this happened with COVID and etc. And COVID and all the lockdown, et cetera, has only really put, uh, you know, on the front page this as one of the priorities. That what we were expecting to happen in two, three, four years, that we have to push, you know, harder for the digital transformation in education is something that we have to do now. The continuity of the of the educational year. How, you were saying it's different from what's happened before. How is this going to be different from students sitting, watching a YouTube video and answering questions on a piece of paper? Okay, that is not real online <laughs> education, okay? <laughs> that is what we have seen, you know, during lockdown. And it's because, you know, teacher has been doing a great job just to, to cover the emergency. And they have to change in a lot of cases from a pure face-to-face scenario to a scenario where the, the you know the university, the high school, the schools, you know everything was closed, and they just have to use the tools they have at that moment. So they started just sharing documents, putting videos, as you were mentioning. Mm. Okay, but that is not really a full online experience. If we see the real full online, you know, universities that are out there, and we have many examples, one of the key components of a truly fully online program is that it can be scalable, so we can have more and more students, okay? It doesn't mean that the, the teacher has to be real-time with each student, and it's asynchronous. So the students can really master, uh, you know, his progress. It's not about the time, it's about the progress of the student. So he can really work by his own. He has content. It's not only just videos, okay? It's also about having a, a continuous evaluation of the students, and really something very important is a personalized learning path. So the system can react to the activity of the students and suggest or, or you know, or, or put them into one one way or another, depending on how is he behaving, how is he performing. Mm. Because it's not the same. You know, each student doesn't have the same level at all the times of the course. So we need to give remediation for those that need it. If you have someone that is, you know, exceeding and wants to go for honors, you also have to treat that exception. So that is one of the key points. That is that you can personalize the education for those students. There's this image of university lecturers walking into the room, lecturing for an hour and walking out and not really caring about the students. It's not like that. And obviously, 
being away from the students. You can't see their faces. You can't see that interaction. How does your system help the lecturers? Yeah, no, this is, this is something that is the key, the key point, and is that when we don't have that face-to-face -face interaction with our students, it's very easy that the teacher you know, and the lecturer does not have, you know, the, they, they cannot really see how are their students going through the course. And here is where technology can play a great role, because technology can help you know, our teachers and our lecturers basically, for example, by automating certain tasks. For example, you know, we can have tools that automate the feedback. Okay, if I have a student that scored below the minimum average, I can generate automatically an email to that student suggesting a specific content, telling him to come mm -hmm. to a to a third hour, or it can also send an alarm to the teacher to say, hey, this student is, is at risk. On the other way of the spectrum, if we have a student that is, uh, you know, performing very well, we can suggest additional additional content. So this way, we can really give the teachers tools that will help them to save time. They don't have to go through the list of grades, et cetera, to identify who needs help. The system will identify that for, for them. Mm -hmm. And they can really work in the important part, is preparing content, delivering that teaching experience, guiding the students during their experience. And also another part is that, you know, it's, it's a very vast word right now. It's artificial intelligence, okay? But it also plays a great, a great role into improving this experience. Because with all the data that we have about the students, uh, previous students on one course, we can make predictions about how, you know, they could perform based on their trends right now. Hmm. So the system can really tell you, okay, this student, I can detect that it looks like it's going to have issues, or this student is going to end at this point. So the teacher can really have all this information earlier, and that is even more important in the situation you were you were presenting that you know that we don't have that face to face interaction as much as we want because mm. of the of the lockdown and, and the covid etc my son is busy studying at the moment, first year, and he's not really loving it because it's nothing like the university he imagined in his head. Yeah. One of the things that he is having to do is group projects, relying on yeah. WhatsApp conversations to be able to do that. Do you have a solution to that in what you're doing? Yeah, again, that is, that is just you know, uh, an emergency solution. Okay, right. it's, it's, it's what we have to do when we have, you know, when suddenly, you know, a lot of, and this is not not only for TUT, okay? It's like every university we talk, and I don't, I don't, don't not only talk with universities in South Africa, I talk in other countries, and mm. um, this basically took all of them by surprise, okay? We had those that were full online that were already prepared and have all this technology, and we have the traditional face-to-face -face universities, and they were forced to make a journey that they were supposed to do in like 10 years, they have to do it in like months, <laughs> right. okay? So they have just to put emergency solutions for all these problems. So the idea is that instead of having, as you are mentioning, WhatsApp group, and I send you an, a PDF file over WhatsApp, you reply me with an email, whatever, mm. we can set up a sharing and collaboration space in the platform, okay? So the teacher can, you know, create these groups that are going to work together and they have a place where they can work together. They can keep a structured conversation about different topics, okay? And they can have documents that are working together and they're going through, through reviews through all the people in the team. And really this way we can have truly uh, social collaboration, let's say, and that component of social learning that is so important. And it is also, never forget that, you know, we are preparing them for, the, mm. for their life after university, and that is something they're going to be doing when they work in companies, enterprise, you know, whatever. So we are already facilitating them with the right tools to do that.
What about the tools for the lecturers? I know you've touched on what they can do, but it's this quick turnaround that lecturers are going to have to do. They, they, you know, they were writing on boards, then were overhead projectors, and then it's uh, documents. How are the lecturers who are staying in their ways going to learn this new technology? Yeah, you know, any 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 initiative at any university that wants to make a transformation like this, we need the lecturers. Okay, they are, you know, the success of this initiative is based in lecturer adoption. Because if the lecturers are not convinced, they don't really see right. the value and the benefits of this, it's not going to work. That's clear, okay? So, you know, what we have to show the lecturers is that this is not another tool, another piece of work that they have to do on top of their already, you know, massified day. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to show them that this tool is basically going to give them additional, you know, options, additional tools that are going to save them time from other tasks that they used to do so they can really focus on what is important. And what is important for them? teaching and the students mm. okay that is what is important they just want to be able to teach their students and be you know and, and ensure that as many students are successful as possible so that's the idea that we can give them tools that allow them to teach the way they want so we are flexible enough to cover different uh, pedagogic uh, approaches if they want to do active learning or blend flip classroom or whatever but also that is easy and save them time from other tasks Okay, that is the idea. That lecturers play a key role, and we have to make their life easy. Let's talk about data. That's the the one big issue we have in South Africa, and uh, I, you you don't have a South African accent, Israel. So I'm going to assume <laughs> I'm going to assume you come to South Africa and go, oh, where's my first world internet? What what solutions have you got? No, you know, it's, it's, I'm not from South Africa, okay? I'm from Spain, indeed. Mm. But, you know, I have to say I'm in love with your country. Okay? <laughs> I, I remember that, that the Nelson Mandela, I read, I don't know in which airport, but there is one of your airports that you have a quote from Nelson Mandela, and it's something like, we have indeed a beautiful country, okay? And, and that is so true. Because, you know, I fell in love with South Africa, I have been around the whole country. And, you know, and it's true that that is a different, a different, you know, different world, let's say, in terms of, of some technologies that we take for granted, for example, in Europe. But, you know, the idea is that we can fix that. Okay, we can fix that. You know, it's only that at the same time that we work to improve connectivity, data, etc., we have to, we need to have the tools and the approach to ensure that we don't leave anyone behind. I need to tell you an example. We have our first customer in South Africa, is Agricologist International, okay, and they are a full online agricultural college. You can imagine, you have to study fully online, okay, how to grow, uh, mm. you know, uh, avocado or mm. something like that. <laughs> and they do it, and they're being extremely sure. successful. And their students are people from rural areas in South Africa. With you can imagine, they have, you know, a lot, you know, that their economic background mm. is, is extremely low, okay. But, you know, they are using this as a social elevator to increase their income, etc. And, you know, and we are just giving them the tools to do it. And here, what we are doing in South Africa and what we are proposing is that we have a mix of online and offline, okay? We know connectivity is a problem. So what we are doing is that the student can be at the campus or he can be at maybe not even at home. He can go to a library where he has access to a, to a connectivity. Indeed, in this, in this customer, you know, Agricolis International, we heard about people that was going to McDonald's and things like that to use the Wi-Fi, basically, there, okay? Mm. And then with the phone, they can flag which content they want to check later offline. And while they have connectivity, they can download that to the app. And even, for example, if they have been doing some work, you know, for example, in the case of of agricologists, they they could have been in the middle of the countryside just making, uh, you know, just just testing the pH of the soil, Mm -hmm. okay? And they record that in the video, in in their cell phone. 
and they have no connectivity. So then later, when they have it, they can submit their assignment for the teacher. So the idea is that we can give this online, offline, and of course also that we give and we facilitate the access to the data. This is, we have this initiative that a lot of universities and the government are promoting that is the zero rated, okay? And the idea is that we can have as many initiatives in that direction as possible to ensure not only the data, but also the device access. For example, TUT and other universities, because of the lockdown, of the lockdown they have been providing with uh, laptops mm. and tablets, etc., to the students. So the idea is that we can ensure that we don't leave anyone behind, okay? Because uh, using a digital transformation should not be a problem to keep everyone on the boat. Okay, we are on the same boat, and we have to ensure that everyone can access a quality education. Can this be expanded? As I said at the beginning, uh, sorry, by the way, we're chatting to Israel Rosales, Regional Manager of Desire to Learn. Uh, it's the new initiative that the Tawana University of Technology has implemented. They've got 64,000 students. Israel, do you imagine that this can roll out to to more students quite easily. So instead of just having 64,000, they could double that because of the way the technology works and reach more people and get more people educated in South Africa for cheaper. Yeah, in, indeed, you know, this is something that before, you know, we were hit um, by, by the virus and, and all our world changed totally. I was talking with a lot of universities and a lot of, you know, very senior people at different universities in South Africa about the future of, edu- of higher education in South Africa. And something that the government was talking about and the universities were really planning for is this model of what they call the hybrid learning. Basically, you know, that one of the main problems that, that, that we have in the, education, in the higher education system in South Africa is that we have, uh, you know, a limited number of seats, let's say, at the university, okay? And every year... We have this, this, for me, it's a tragedy. We have so many young South Africans that they cannot go to university basically because we don't have enough capacity, okay? And it's a tragedy for me because the only way that really a country can really upskill, let's say, you know, and start evolving and through generations is through education. So we need to, to be sure that we can get as many you know, young South Africans into university as possible, and other people at least working and wants to get back to, to, to university. So this was this concept of hybrid learning, where, where instead of having one person, you know, physically, the four weeks of the month, let's say, at university, we have them like two weeks on site, two weeks mm-hmm. remote, and you have another person switching with, with him or her. So that way you can increase the number of seats, okay? So this is a first way we can increase the number of seats. But the idea also that you have a, we need a system like, like, our, like our platform Brightspace that can scale. Okay? We have customers worldwide where we are covering, you know, not only 60,000, we are covering 100,000, we're covering, you know, half million. So we, the idea is that you have the best technology cloud system that can scale and can be, you know, working with more and more. We have um, other customers in South Africa. We are right now in the middle of a pilot with the uh, the public pivots, the technical vocational and um, technical vocational and educational training okay colleges and we are helping them during COVID. Mm-hmm. And it's also an example where we can use technology to really start, you know, getting further with our education model. And you know, let's use this problem with coronavirus mm-hmm. as an opportunity to accelerate the development of education and technology. Because I think it was the um, the the head of the department of, of of education like two or three weeks ago in one of the of, of, of one of these online events because we have tons of online events during <laughs> that event, okay that was talking about the opportunity that South Africa has right now to really invest in all these new technologies of the fourth in, fourth industrial revolution to ensure 
that we can have a quality, you know, change in the next years. Because if we keep just doing, you know, the same than other countries, wherever, we're going to be at the same level. The point is that we need to really start investing in those areas, in those, you know, um, high-skill areas that can really make a difference as a country. Yep, it's all been moved very fast. Israel, thank you very much for joining us. Israel Rosales, is Regional Manager at Desire to Learn. Just going to get in completely. Regional Manager for Spain, Portugal and Africa. Collaborates with D2L partners across Europe and Africa to help higher education, K-12 and corporate institutions to achieve uh, to reach every learner. COVID-19 has made us move very fast. Remember, we were all joking and talking about the fourth industrial revolution. How and why and when suddenly things are going to have to change and things are changing very quickly. And hopefully things like this will change uh, our tertiary institutions. 64,000 students at TUT. Imagine if you could just double that overnight. You know, this time next year, when they implement this, uh, they're going to implement it from the beginning of next year. Imagine if suddenly TUT could take 120,000 students. Surely the cost will come down. You don't have to charge, what is it, 50, 40,000 rand a year to be able to study. You can charge half of that if you've got twice as many students. Staying at home, you don't have to have res costs, food costs, all those kind of things. It's a, is it a dream or is it really, really happening? Let's hopefully we get some good news as well.